0: Wealth Within offers a range of investment and educational services to help you secure your financial future. Whether you're an aspiring trader or simply want to increase the strength of your portfolio, Wealth Within are dedicated to maximising your investment returns. Hello and welcome to Talking Wealth. I'm Dale Gillam, the Chief Analyst at Wealth Within. Today I thought I'd give a wrap up of 2010 and what we expect or what may happen into 2011 to sort of give you my thoughts on where we're going and what the market's going to be doing Um, and it was quite interesting 2011 I suppose the best way to describe 2011 was probably the most volatile market we've ever seen and how I um, qualify that or quantify that is simply because in the last 12 months we've seen four movements at least and we're in the in the fifth one at the moment of 10% moves on our marketplace what's what it's done is made 2000 a really really hard year to trade it's much easier to trade when you've got a strong trending market and that means strong trending up or strong trending down if it's strongly trending up then you can get in and ride the wave and you know all ships rise on the same tide as they say uh, and you can make a lot more money and in a bear market when it's just going down you get out and wait for the bottom to happen and wait for the dust to settle protect your capital and then you can get in but when the market moves up and down up and down all in a small space of time it makes it a lot more difficult to manage your portfolio uh, and to determine what's going on because really the trend this year has really been sideways and you'll gather that when I start quoting some figures for you about where all the different indexes gone and uh, if you've been a bit frustrated by 2010 about your portfolio not going anywhere uh, and you don't, you're don't, you not Robinson Caruso, a lot of people have been out there but you know if you're in the direct share market you're still better off than somebody that's in a lot of the managed funds because they got a bit of a rise last year because they obviously managed funds are fully invested um, you know they rose on that tide, but since then they've been going nowhere and and those who are persisting with the share market and direct shares are still better off and still getting better returns than and over the last five years are getting much better returns than anybody in a managed fund, so just persevere with it because it is smoothing out. we are starting to see a much more direction in our market. But let's get into somewhere where, before I talk about that, let's get into somewhere where, really where the money went in 2010. And looking at the Australian share market this year, has been much of a story of really two halves. The first half of 2010, the market was really down across the board by with an average loss of 11.6%, with the worst performing area of the market being the top 20 shares, which are normally the best, uh, and now the best, worst performing. At minus twelve point two five percent, but now looking into the sectors in the first half of two thousand and ten, the the industrial sector was the worst performer, which lost twenty point five nine percent. Now we're not talking about dividends here; we're just talking about capital losses here. Um, followed by the property trust, uh, at which lost fourteen point five five percent, and financials, the banking sector, at percent now the consumer staples did the best only losing 5.35 percent falling at half the rate of the overall market which shows that earlier this year people weren't worried too much about the interest rate rises that we were just starting to get so nothing was happening on that area That just gives you an idea what was going on, and most of that was the first, uh, sorry, the second quarter of those losses. The first quarter was a bit more bullish. So while the first quarter 2010, the Australian market did make some solid gains, with money flowing into most of the sectors across the market. So it was a broad amount of money coming into the market. Um, as, you can, as you can tell by the figures, this was completely eroded in the second quarter with concerns over you know, the mining resources, rents, tax, interest rate rises were coming in, um, Chinese tightening the policy, concerns about global debt as a whole range of things came in in that second quarter of, of this year to see the market go backwards and, and get those sorts of figures now the big big money sat on the sidelines for a few months waiting for the market to move up or down this is part of that whole sideways movement i was talking about with these 10 percent swings everywhere then at the end of the third quarter money really began to flow back into mining related areas such as materials energy industrials and a number of sectors uh, were left behind such as consumer discretionary um, financials and telcos and obviously consumer discretion is probably those interest rate rises but the interesting thing is the second half of 2010 or well, this year saw money coming into the smaller shares outside of the top 200 and partly this was driven by the commodity stocks especially uh, stocks in gold and copper some of those small mining things uh, and there's a lot of money coming into those areas now this can be shown by the fact that the best performing index on the 1st of june 2010 was what they call the XK or the top 300 shares. Now it rose from the from first of sorry from the 1st of July 2010 15.81% followed by the All Lords at 12.53%, while the worst performing index was the top 50 at only 9.65% growth. Now the sectors that performed best from the 1st of July 2010 were the gold sector at 26.56%, followed by materials at 23.16% and industrials at 19.5 eight percent the worst performing sectors from the 1st of july 2010 were telecommunications at minus 13.27 percent. and again that's telstra again because telstra is really the telecommunications sector so then the what they call the xdj or the consumer discretionary and consumer staples at 3.29 and 3.59 respectively, which shows the numerous interest rate rises by the Reserve Bank of Australia are actually taking effect and are slowing down consumer spending. Um, retail spending is down and I believe that the market will be waiting to see what the retail sales figures are like in this lead up to Christmas before then you know, we see the final figures in January, January and this is really weighing down the consumer discretionary sector. So all those um, stocks you know, like Amaya, um David Jones, um, JB hi all of those sorts of stocks are being weighed down at the moment. Now, the question we really need to or expect is retail sales, to re- are they really going to return to boom pre-GFC levels? And, and really, it can take consumers two to three years to recover From the effects of something like the global financial crisis, and you know we're you know two three years down the track now, we're getting there. Uh, And consumer staples tried to move up with Woolworths and Westfarmers both rising at the same time. However, you know since then the sector has been really sold down, so it's not doing very very well. So to me, stay out of that sort of consumer discretionary, consumer staple sort of area for a little while anyway. Uh, Financials have continued to be held back by concerns over a possible property bubble, and I know this is more from overseas investors. Um, banking reforms is also another part of that area that is, you know, cr- causing concerns. And we saw money move out of energy until mid-year because of global concerns and, and talk of oil and gas oversupplies. Um, health had the healthcare sector was really held back this year with reforms in the U.S. and some companies being you know, impacted by the U.S. dollar. Uh, and, and the sector is still mixed, uh, mixed with CSL being a clear winner you know, over recent weeks has been doing really well, but. Um, well, we've got uh, else is risk-averse money continue to fall, f- flow into the gold and gold stocks in 2010. And gold's reaching, it's, you know, really high levels up. It's nearly at $1,400. We don't expect gold to go too much further before it starts to pull back a little bit. So I wouldn't be getting into gold stocks now and expecting the continued rise that we've had over the last one to two years but um, but it is likely to continue in the short term media fell out of favor for a little while and it's an area like consumer discretionary that's taken longer to get going in following a market a market pullback in mid-year but um, where are we going to go to in 2011 well i expect the money to continue to flow into things like it materials energy and industrials for the early part of 2011 i like stocks like cpu in in the it sector bhp um, and intertech pivot in materials um, bought Year, I was only looking at this morning. And Keltex for the energy in, and Leighton's in the industrials. I mean, Leighton's and have been winning a lot of really good contacts uh, lately. And we've just seen also Lend-Lease win you know, $900 million worth of contracts and it's doing quite nicely. Uh, consumer staples, financials and consumer discretion will eventually attract investment. However, this is unlikely to be, it's basically going to be a slow start. I think, in that area. ANZ, Suncorp in the financials, uh, and as I mentioned, Lend Lease on the property side, uh, which I'd prefer over sort of property trust. The recent banking reforms include approval for banks to issue covered bonds, uh, which is expected to be a big win for the larger banks. I don't... It was supposed to be set up for the smaller banks. I think the larger banks have been pushing it because they've been wanting it for a long time. But to me, the risk is there, you know, once you do covered bonds, what they're covering it on is the shareholders of the bank. They do it overseas, and we saw what happened with the banks overseas hmm that's another argument um with the ad market slowly recovering along with improved improved employment statistics we are likely to see media return to the favor and, and obviously the big one there or the one we tend to like a little bit more is news corp uh, mining materials energy and industrials will all benefit from some big mining deals planned for 2011 bhp um, and Russia's largest miner in discussions about a joint venture. And when something starts to happen, the market is likely to get excited and BHP. And if you're a long-term sort of buy and hold or a you know, medium to long-term buy and hold person, things, stocks like BHP, Rio, uh, Wally, Parsons, West Farmers, Woolworths, really should be in your portfolio because they're great. Obviously, CSL and Cochlear as well, uh, they're really good stocks for the long-term um, We've got many industrials will also uh, will get the flow on benefits from the contribution or continuation of the mining boom. However, I think that the mining resources rents tax will come back into the limelight. And we've seen that over the last few days as the government put uh, in place legislation next year. And that's really going to create jitters across the market towards the end of the first quarter 2011 Um, And in around April or March, April, we may see the market turn down for around six to eight weeks. This is what we're expecting our normal yearly cycle like. So that's nothing to be worried about. I expect our Australian share market to rise up to around, you know, 5,200. Probably it could even get up to 5,600 by end of February, possibly into March. But at that point, we'll turn down for six to eight weeks. It'll probably fall for about 10%-ish from whatever it gets to which is a normal normal cycle low, then we'll move up again into mid-year June, like august and then from that point on we'll see what happens for 2011 because it is possible that the second half of 2011 may be bearish but i'm not going to make a call on that yet because i need to see um, what's going on around that mid-year part now, money is lent. then you know it's likely to flow back with further gains likely um you know, if we do get a nice bullish move early in the year which i expect we do so it could be a good 2011 or we may get a lot of rises at uh, good rises in the early part up to mid-year and, and then a pullback in the second up right now i'm I'm 50 50 on either of that but that's really my uh, thoughts for the markets um from 2011 uh, sorry 2010 and 2011 um i'll leave all that with you but before i go uh, I'd like to wish you all a, a Merry Christmas and, uh, and hopefully Santa, or oh, you've been really good uh, out there and Santa brings you everything that you've always wanted and hopefully your Christmas is peaceful that you're with all your family and friends and enjoying life and um, I also wish you exceptionally successful 2011 and hopefully all your goals um, will be achieved in 2011 and your trading will be good and, and you'll reap the benefits. Thank you for your support through 2010 and and obviously all over the years that we've been doing these reports and we've been teaching people and and managing people's funds Um, uh, we're still going to be here over Christmas we're going to have a skeleton staff so um, but this will probably be our last or my last podcast this year and I'll do some more early next year but again I wish you well for the festive season Um, thank you very much again you've been listening to Talking Wealth I'm Dale Gillam the Chief Analyst here at Wealth Within take care Talking Wealth was brought to you by Wealth Within. To learn how you too can maximise your investment returns, call 1300-SHARE-TRADE.